Nobody asked, but Wild Card Weekend was was insane. Um, for those who don't watch football or don't care, totally fine. I understand. But for those who do, Wild Card Weekend was it was a lot of fun. <clears throat> My last episode of these catch-up podcast episodes, um, I talked about... I talked about the 49ers specifically uh, because I, I'm from the Bay Area. I live in the Bay Area. And, you know, the 49ers are um, – they're my favorite team. Um, hopefully no one heard that. I was uh, pulling something up for uh, – pulling something up for this podcast for me to reference and look at um, from the wild card. <coughs> um, yeah, so you had a few games. You had um, six games to cover Wild Card Weekend, two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday. First game was Seahawks-Niners. Next game was Chargers-Jaguars um, on Saturday. Then Sunday, you had um, Dolphins at Bills, Giants at Vikings, Ravens at Bengals, and Monday was the Cowboys at Bucks. <laughs> Honestly, all games great and entertaining in their own ways. Uh, a few very surprising. Seahawks Niners, I think first half surprised everybody, especially those who uh, many assumed um, the Niners were just going to you know, be great with it. But the Niners looked very, very vulnerable. Uh, and already talked to Brock Purdy, looked like, you know, a rookie playing his first playoff game. Second half, though, very different story. Second half was all Niners. Offense, defense, big cock, Brock showed up, and um, that's all she wrote. So I'm not going to get into that because you can listen to my other podcast <coughs> episode to know more about how I felt about that. Going into this next one, though, <coughs> Chargers, Jaguars. Let's be honest. Um, I had my money on the Chargers from the beginning. Thought Jaguars might put up a good fight. But after that first half, especially with the way Trevor Lawrence was playing, or especially with the way Trevor Lawrence was feeding interceptions to the Chargers defense, um, I cannot believe they pulled it out. All credit goes to uh, Trevor Lawrence for not giving up, um, and the Jaguars as a whole for not giving up. And a lot of discredit um, goes to the Chargers for giving that away. It's hard not to... uh, believe that there are going to be some coaching and maybe you know organizational changes to that team because um, even with the Mike Williams injury, that was unacceptable. Um, you scored 27 in the first half, and then you scored three and lose to the Jaguars. You have four touchdowns. <coughs> if you are the Chargers, you should be upset. You should be disappointed um, because that's just – it's unacceptable. In the playoffs, you got you to gotta be you gotta be kidding. Like, what can you be proud of knowing that's how you went down? I mean, that's not to talk shit. That's just the fact of the matter. Like, really, like you gave that away. <coughs> the Jaguars had no business being in the game at that point that they started their comeback, let alone winning it. 
Um, and you gotta, you gotta look at everyone there. You gotta look at every part of that team, the defense, the coordinators, the coaching, the offense and what they were unable to do in the second half. Um, and with the Jaguars, you just gotta give it up to them on all levels for, despite playing awfully in the first half, refusing to let that be an end, knowing that these are the playoffs. This is wild card, wild card weekend playoffs in general. It's when to go home. You don't get a second chance. Your season dies. So you play every down. You play every second knowing that as long as there is some time, you can you can still try to make to make a difference in the game, to turn things around. So you got to give it to the Jaguars for that. Now, I don't see the Jaguars um, possibly having repeated six. I don't think the Jaguars will play as bad or as crazily uh, up and down as this game was for them in terms of like as down as you can be to as up as you can be. Um, I don't see that happening, but I, I could be wrong. Now they are, um, they are playing the chiefs. So, um, I would be very surprised if the chiefs collapse and lose to the Jaguars. Um, I really would. Now, Going on to the next series, uh, the Dolphins, Bills. Uh, if you're a Bills fan, you have to breathe with a sigh of relief, but you must be concerned with the fact that you allowed the Dolphins to get back into it and you gave them a chance to not only tie it or let alone win it with their last drive. Um, if you're the Dolphins, you should be very disappointed in the way that offense managed the clock, especially towards the end. Um, this is refreshing. Obviously, you didn't have Tua. So that says a lot that you had, I forgot his name, but whoever that backup for Tua was, uh, played horribly, but put still did enough to put them in a position to tie the game and, and send into overtime uh, with their last drive or, you know, or possibly even win it. Obviously couldn't do it. So obviously a big thing to look at with the Dolphins going forward is discipline. Um, but also... They need to find a more reliable presence behind Tua because you have to be concerned about Tua's um, longevity going forward with the amount of concussions he has experienced. Um, if you're Tua, you also need to consider if it's worth the long-term possible damage to yourself um, after football is over to keep playing this game if you aren't able to be protected or protect yourself from the, consi- the, the the shockingly too consistent head injuries you're receiving. Um, because football is my favorite sport, but there are things that are bigger than football. And I mentioned in the last podcast when I talked about the Niners, if I could, if I believe everyone can agree, if you could remove anything from sports, it would be injuries. And, um, if there were no injuries, um, sports would be, my opinion, the best thing in the world if you knew that people wouldn't get hurt. <laughs> and hurt to the point that it could drastically change their lives forever in awful ways. And, I mean, these are concussions, man. And they've happened too consistently to him in one season. It's scary to think what sort of long-term damage could come if he keeps racking up these sorts of um, head injuries. 
for the Bills, you have to worry about just inconsistency, man. Uh, I mean, I know you lost Von Miller, but in general, like, so there's a lot of inconsistency on how that offense plays. Josh Allen can get a little reckless with it a little bit at times, and it hurts them. Um, and and then the defense can can give up too much to opposing teams. Um, this was a game where I didn't think the Dolphins really had a shot, and I thought it was going to be because of the backup uh, quarterback play. And even though the Dolphins' backup QB didn't play well, in my opinion, the Dolphins right there. So, you know, if you're the Bills, get more discipline and tighten things up everywhere around. Giants-Vikings, I would say, <coughs> um, for the Giants and Vikings, I would say, I was in New York at the time of this. So I was rooting for the Giants because I was in New York. Um, and it was dope to see places we were passing play the game and it was dope to hear how excited people were who were following and watching and saw that they won um see how that happened for them i was really really happy for new york um obviously as a niner fans i also got i also got my problems with the giants because of you know their history in the playoffs um i forgot who i was talking to too about things with my uh, cab drivers about it um you know kyle williams and those those um, NFC Championship games and yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into that right now, but or the Eli to Victor Cruz connection. I don't want to get into all that, but uh, the Giants showed that they 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 got some metal. Danny Dimes and uh, Saquon played um, how you needed them to play. Um, they both look like QB one and RB one. Danny Dimes had some swagger to him, which was awesome to see. Good for him. Saquon looked like he was in a steamroll. Everyone and the Vikings looked like the Vikings. In my opinion, the Vikings seem like Cowboys version B, <coughs> where I don't. <coughs> Oh, sorry. Damn. Okay, this one, this is a bad one. But where I don't care what kind of what kind of noise or hype they're they they're making in the regular season, it's gonna blow up in their face in the first season. Yeah, you know, in the first in the playoffs. And you might want to look at the QB play. Usually, that's where it is with the Cowboys. You look at the QB play when it was Dak, to be honest, and Romo. Um, just thinking about recent quarterbacks for the Cowboys. Um, with the Vikings, that's Kirk, dude. <coughs> and rightfully so, you think about the last play of the season for the Vikings. I think it was fourth down and eight, and he throws a two-yard pass and expects was it was it Hawkinson? Was he that who he threw it? Expects Hawkinson to be able to get the other six yards to get that first down. Yeah, I don't even know why you're throwing behind the line of scrimmage. At least try to get the throw near the line of scrimmage at the, at the line of scrimmage at the possible. <coughs> Sorry. Ugh. At least try to throw it near where the first down marker is, right? At least you know you, maybe then you have a shot at it. But you're expecting to throw far behind where the first down marker is and expecting to go more than half of the way there. You give him two yards in the past. You're supposed to go another six? Kidding me. Kidding me. 
If you're if you're the offense, if you're looking at Kirk Cousins, if you're the team, you you have to be wondering why. Why are you doing that? <coughs> Even if you threw into tight coverage, at least if you tried to make sure you were guaranteeing if they got the if your receiver gets the ball, they get the first down. At least there's some respect there in the terms of like, at least you know you it looked like he went for it. At least you say like Oh, the QB put it on himself to to do everything they could to throw up, throw a pass that keeps the game and the season and their playoff hopes and Super Bowl aspirations alive. Especially when you have people like Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, where Adam Thielen may be having down seasons under the Vikings these last couple seasons since Stephon Diggs left, but he's still Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen can still got hands. Adam Thielen can still make catches. Last time I checked. But, you know, this was the Vikings. I, I never thought the Vikings were going to go that far. Um, I I actually thought the Giants would win it regardless of me being in New York. Because I thought the Vikings offense would implode. I thought Kirk would let them down, and he did. Uh, and if you're part of the Vikings organization, I feel like you gotta you got to wonder, what do you do here? Not to mention the possibilities of, like, who leaves. I mean, if I was Adam Thielen, I would leave. I don't think I would have been happy in my role in the offense. <coughs> there was a time where he and Stephon Diggs seemed like, you know, um, wide receiver 1A and 1B, where you'd give the edge with athleticism to Diggs. But Thielen was just capable of making grabs. That guy was a 1,000 yards locked until he got injured a couple seasons back. And I know this because I, I picked him up, and that really hurt me. Because he he got shut down pretty much all season in fantasy football. Um, back to regular football, though, I know it's hard, or because Justin Jefferson is arguably the best wide receiver in the game. But at the same time, I felt like he was neglected in the offense, uh, even more so when Hawkinson came in. Um, he was definitely he definitely became third option, and I think he's better than being a third option um, because. Um, he's better than being like the Vikings equivalent to like a Hunter Renfro. Now that, you know, when you look at Waller and, um, uh, you know, Devonte Adams being on the Raiders, um, I think he's better than being relegated to that kind of a role, but that's, you know, that went about how I thought it would, even though the store was within one game, um, this was the giants, this was a giants game, uh, to win. Um, and they, they played like a great team. <sighs> Ravens, Bengals without Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah, expected the Bengals to win it. Um, this is probably the least exciting of the games, the, le- the one that I cared about the least. I am surprised. Um, <coughs> I am surprised it was a one score game. Ravens did not play well. Questionable calls there in terms of um, the way they wanted to do things. Um, I do think the game could be drastically different with Lamar, and I do not gr- criticize Lamar on his decision to sit. Uh, I- I've said it enough in this episode and the Niners episode previously about injuries. Um, you got to do what's best for you and your longevity. Um, and I-, I-, I agree with RG3, and-, and I commend him on his defense um, because we all see how saw how RG3 tried to play and couldn't. And it, like he said, it changed his career forever. And I believe that's so. Um, there are some things maybe you can play through, but there are some things I 
refuse to believe that you should even attempt to play through. And the fact that he tried to, I give him all the credit, but I think it was stupid for others around him to allow that to happen. Um, luckily, he's made the most of it. I think he's taking a stride, and I think he's having a great career um, doing what he does now. And I'm still a fan of the guy. Was a fan of the guy when he played in college. Was a fan of the guy when he played in Washington. And I was rooted for him to hopefully um, still carve out meaningful minutes. It didn't really happen towards the end of his career. But, you know, I think um, he made the most of it and he took it all in stride as best he could. Was a was a great professional, in my opinion. Um, that being said, uh, going back to this, uh, I'm surprised the Bengals didn't uh, run it up more on them. Uh, if I look at it, I, I don't think the Bengals are my favorites to to take it there. Um, based off this game, because that was a that was a Ravens team that should have been, in my opinion, beat, and no team got beat besides the Seahawks. Um, oh, sorry, and the Bucks. We're gonna get to that. I'm trying not to give Dallas too many flowers. Um, but yeah, uh, with with so many people riding so high on the Bengals, um, I, I expected a lot more considering they were facing this Lamar Jacksonless Ravens team. Um, and the Bengals have a, you know, they have a lot of talent on offense when you think about it, and it surprises me how little they can run up that score, given all the talent they have. <laughs> we could talk about the lines and all that, like their offensive line and all that, but even then, I still expected more out of them. But it's game to game. Who are they playing next? Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, all right. The Bengals play the Bills. So, um, see, if I had to choose one here, i take the Bills. i take the Bills over the Bengals um, because the Bills were still able to put up a good amount of points. Obviously, they made it too close to the game, so the defense is vulnerable. But, um, oof, you know, that's going to be an interesting one. I could be wrong. I'll, I, I'm leaning towards Bills. It's like a 60-40 Bills thing for me right now. Um, but the Bengals definitely could uh, put it together. Uh, but, you know, considering who they played last week, I expected more from them playing that Ravens team without Lamar. I expected them to not have any issues. Uh, and lastly, I think the one that surprised a lot of people was um, Dak and the Cowboys um, obliterating Tom Brady and the Bucks. Um, especially when, you know, there was a lot of noise around Tom never having lost to Dallas in the playoffs and all that. So, you know, Dak might have ended Tom Brady's one career in Tampa Bay with a little, with a loss in the playoffs, with the first loss against Dallas. And two, maybe even ended his career as a whole. We, we have no idea what's going on. And even if Tom said he retires until the season starts, I refuse to believe it now based off what happened last season. <coughs> but anyways, um, the Bucks never had this based off their play. Dallas Dallas played with swag, played with confidence. Dak looked great. It's hard to uh, hard to hard to really front them on this. Um, I I was rooting for the Bucks. Obviously, I hate the Cowboys. Before a 49ers fan, but I'll give them their flowers. I mean, they look good. They made it. Um, they made it a non-competitive game against the Bucks in terms of the Bucks having a chance to uh, to win it or even get back into the game. So, you know, all credit to them for what they did. 
<laughs> Bucks, though, um, they weren't the Bucks in the Super Bowl year, their first year together. Offensively, they've been vulnerable. That offensive line sucks ass. Brady began hit everywhere in his 42nd year alive, I believe, 42nd, 43rd. Um, Mike Evans has had a down season. He and just Brady have not been connecting as well as they had been previous seasons. I believe they hurt offensively um, with some other losses. Julio Jones isn't Julio Jones. Um, honestly, that pickup for them when they got him, uh, waste. Um, and other receivers just haven't really stepped up. Losing Gronk, which was a consistent piece as a tight end, just also really hurt them. They they, they lost too much. And what they had wasn't um, producing anywhere near the level it needs to. And... Yeah, and they suffered. Defense also wasn't as good as it, uh, it was in previous seasons. Um, and I say that because I've had Tampa Bay's defense uh, in previous seasons, and they were solid starts this season. They were not, in my opinion. So, you know, I think their record speaks for themselves. They're overall 8-9. and nine. Um, Obviously, you don't count Tom Brady out <coughs> ever or in the playoffs, but this just wasn't the season. They did not look like a season that was going to be – sorry. They didn't look like a team that was going to be dangerous, and they didn't play like one against Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys do play um, the Niners, and I already talked about that a bit with the Niners um, podcast I did before. Um, I don't th- – I don't – I think it will be closer than I want it to be. I think it will be within three, within a touchdown. Um, I don't want it to be. I want it to be within two to three scores in favor of the Niners, but we'll see. Um I do think it'll be a good game. You have two very explosive audience, uh, offenses. The question is, which defense is going to... <coughs> which defense is going to make the other team um, work for it more? Uh, who's going to make Who's going to uh, make the other team ha- make mistakes? Who's going to capitalize on those mistakes? Uh, I think defenses are really going to be important to this game. And you have... Uh, some strong defenses and, you know, two of the best in um, uh, Mika Parsons and Nick Bosa. And uh, I look forward to seeing what they do. And that is my wild card roundup recap of some amazing football. And I can't wait to see what happens in the divisional round.